All right. Merry Aye. New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, 2024. Happy New Year. 2024. The ball this dropped. Foul year of The ball dropped. <laughs> My other ball dropped. <laughs> I was waiting for it. The first one started a while ago. And then the second ball dropped right next to it in unison, eventually. <laughs> it's January the 7th, and Detroit has its first real snow. Not a, not a big snow, but first time we've really had any snow stick at all. The same thing in Dayton. Uh, it's more of a dusting, but... Uh, there's definitely some snow out there. All right. Ar Aristotle is connecting to audio. Aristotle is now connected to audio. Now let's see if he's got his game together. Hey. Does he have his tech game together? He is not responding yet, but we shall see. Here on the Dayton to Detroit podcast. Dating to Detroit, the old I-75 umbilical cord. Umbilical cord of industrialism. Those who ran out of gas coming from the south ended up settling in Dayton. Those who could make it <laughs> all the way to Detroit. Those who could afford those 25 cents a gallon prices made it to the Motor City, like Bobby Bear. I can remember my dad driving an extra mile to get gas at uh, 26.9 instead of 27.9. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, it's a 47-foot car. 47-foot <laughs> land yacht. Yeah, Buick. <laughs> <laughs> the Buhog. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Aristotle? Well, it looks like his microphone is working. Maybe his headset is not. We heard him for a second there. We're going to have to call the geek squad on him. That's right. <laughs> the, geek, the geeks. The, the, there should be like a geek squad, like a counterpart to uh, like the SWAT team. Yeah. Like people. Hey, hey there hey. he is. Yeah. What, I think yeah, we can hear you. You're, you're oh, loud okay. and clear. Okay, real good, real good. Yeah, we were we were just talking about uh, you're getting teched up here, and we were saying maybe we might have to send the geek squad over there. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we need a geek squad squat you SWAT unit. You know, it's just, that would be cool. Yeah, the if you can, yeah, you, yeah, you have your neighbors uh, having a you know a geek a, squad SEAL team. <laughs> Yeah, they can like you. You know, your neighbors having like problems with emails, constantly coming over and asking you, and you're like, "I've had enough. I'm calling. Yeah. The, I'm calling the Geek Squad." And you know, and they perform an intervention of some sort, a lot less violent than like a regular SWAT team. But you know, yeah, we usually need for, them for uh, the TV. I'm looking for uh, uh, Dayton to. Detroit uh, history, uh, automobile history. Uh, one thing interesting that comes up here is Charles Kettering. Yes, a um, huge figure. 
National Cash Register in Dayton, Ohio. But I know Kettering is huge uh, in Detroit, too. Yes, Kettering was a massive figure. Matter of fact, there is still, um, just to the south of Dayton, there is a community of, like it's probably like 75,000 people, uh, Kettering, Ohio. Um, and the, what else about Charles Kettering? There's something... Here it is. Oh, yeah, there's a whole hospital. Kettering Hospital. Kettering Hospital. Sure. I was thinking it was like Kettering Institute. I think that may be a... There's uh, probably a lot of other Kettering things I don't know about. said that he founded Delco, which, of course, Delco's General Motors uh, parts division, right? Yeah, and didn't Delco eventually become Delphi? Hmm. I think those are two different things. Sloan Kettering Institute for Cancer Research with yep. GM Chairman Alfred P. Sloan. The G- GM Institute, originally Flint Institute of Technology, an automotive trade school for factory workers, was renamed Kettering Institute in 1998. I knew there was Kettering Institute, and I thought it had to do with education, but yeah. Yes, Charles uh, Kettering was... Uh... This is a Detroit connection. Yeah, and he was, uh, I don't know, is Detroit, you know, one of the kind of, uh, not kind of, one of the big kind of uh, points of pride for Dayton is uh, that they've had more patents been issued in the city of Dayton, I think, than any other city in the United States. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, it used to be uh, like Dayton was the Silicon Valley of the industrial age. It um, says here, Pat, uh, patents, uh, Kettering had 186 patents, mm-hmm. head of GM research for 27 years, including the development of leaded gasoline, Freon. <laughs> Both of those were kind of bad for the environment. Maybe that's why he started the Cancer Institute. Uh, more durable lacquer finishes for automobile and creation of the lightweight diesel engine. Those are those are pretty huge. Yeah. The electric um, starter, that was huge. Yeah. So is it is does Detroit have a similar uh, like inventor heritage that it like prides itself in? Uh, Henry Ford. Okay. <laughs> well, there's many many guys, but uh, Detroit being Detroit. Um, uh, I'm sure there's uh, a lot of people, uh, if we thought about it for a minute, we could name that have been associated with Detroit that were, but Kettering, man, he's a pretty huge stature here. Yeah. Not meaning here in Detroit, but meaning uh, here where I'm starting to read about him kind of for the first time ever. Yeah. So the big, you know, the, the original kind of uh, Dayton inventors who really put Dayton on the map were the Wright brothers. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Who Which were... We got Wright, Pat, Air Force Base, right? Oh, yeah. Wilbur and Orville loom large to this day. As a matter of fact, they just uh, constructed kind of uh, the gateway to the west side of Dayton uh, coming off 75 on the bridge. They constructed a huge Wright brothers statue with like them on the beach at Kitty Hawk, you know, getting the plane. Uh, it's really, really cool. I don't um, know what the commercial was for, um, but there was a recent commercial that 
featured the Wright brothers on the original flyer, right? And they're mm-hmm. squabbling over their seats, and the, the one comes up with an armrest, and the other is like, "Where did you get that?" Ah. The other, one of them, the same one, comes up with uh, you know some peanuts. <laughs> like, how did, where, where did you get that? He invented the uh, in-flight snack in the armrest. <laughs> well, Talk, think, think, talking about snacks, uh, Dayton's inventions loom large in the snack industry. Um, Ermel Fraze, uh, he formed the Dayton Reliable Tool Company in 1949 and later used his knowledge to develop the pull top can. So a lot of cans of old Stroh's beer wow. with the uh, pull top can were brought to us by Ermel Fraze. Um, and that's another one that was horrible for the environment oh, until yeah. they made the pull top not detachable. Uh, a lot of people probably don't uh, even know that the uh, uh, the pull top was uh, originally completely detachable, and uh, you know the, those tabs were everywhere polluting. Oh yeah, until Step they on one, them. slice your foot open. Oh yeah, a nice rusty it's pull in the, tab. Uh, Jimmy Buffett song, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and also uh, in the snack. Uh, I guess you could call it snacks. It's kind of food uh, related. Arthur J. Fry um, invented the ice cube tray here in Dayton. That's Thank a Dayton God innovation? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the ice cube tray comes from Dayton. Uh, what else we got here? There's, there's, a, there's a bunch more. Um, the guy who invented the statoscope uh levitt luzern custer i don't know if he was any relation to general custer but he was a friend of the wright brothers and he invented the statoscope which registers the rise and fall for balloons and planes you know you can like see how <laughs> you see how high like your altitude is which i think is pro- probably pretty important yeah it's not a uh it's not a device i really could say I'm uh, familiar with. How's it spelled? Uh, the status? Like like uh, the word status? Let's see. Let's The status, statoscope. S-T-A-T-O-S-C-O-P-E. Statoscope. And yeah, it gives Stato. you the... Uh, you can register the rise and fall. Basically, it'll tell like a balloon or uh, yeah, an airplane what its uh, altitude is. But it's not an altimeter. I guess that's what was confusing me. Um, I don't know if it became that or, you know, this was like an early, you know, version of that. You know, a lot of these early uh, inventions have, you know, been uh, scaled up quite a bit. Yeah, by, you know, modern tech. But, uh, and the cash register, which no one. uh, Back to Kettering. (laughs) Yeah, no one uses anymore. Um, but they were like the old cash registers. I mean, everyone, uh, not everyone, but a lot of older folks today remember the NCR cash register. They were like literally like works of art. Um, beautiful machine. They, they revolutionized, yeah. um, um, retail because 
now you could keep track of your money uh, when you owned a store and your cashiers wouldn't rob you blind. Mm -hmm. Keep track of it. Like they do. <laughs> well, you know, if you pay them enough, they tend not to. Right. If, you, if they're underpaid, you know, people people got to do what they got to do. I ain't saying, uh, you know. <laughs> or people 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 will do what they got to do. Just count on that. Yeah. Always. You know, whatever the situations are, if we don't provide good situations uh, as a society, we're going to have a lot of bad situational outcomes. That's all. That's all I can say about that before going into a tangent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like reading the history of gangs in in the United States, and it's fascinating to me that um, uh, generally the gangs were uh, ethnically based uh, historically yes. in the U.S. and the first gangs were uh, English and German. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the next gangs were primarily Irish. And it's always the newest arrived ethnic group and the most uh, uh, downtrodden put upon. And uh, what they turn to is uh, providing the, those things in society that are, uh, you know, declared to be illegal. And, uh, you know, they provide them. So. You know, in a way, you could say these uh, these gangsters are uh, actually, you know, performing a service or, or providing goods and services. Uh, typically, you know, drugs, prostitution. Hey, hey, hey! What are you? You want to go outside and chase squirrels? We're and killing on. and killing squirrels. And killing squirrels. Somebody got to shake squirrels. them. Off. Another yeah. activity that the uh, the gangsters sometimes have to undertake I mean, it's it's really fascinating and then of course people uh like you said a minute ago that got me on this people do what they got to do but typically none of these newly arrived immigrant communities wants to stay uh doing crimes uh, they're uh they send their kids and grandkids to school and they come up in society and suddenly the gangs can't get new blood like and, no one uh, really that ethnicity of gang dies out <laughs> Yeah, I mean, other than like the top levels of a gang, there's really not much in it for the foot soldiers, you know? I mean, short life, yeah. Yeah, that could be like, you know, it could seem cool at first, you know, you get, a, get some, uh, you know, street cred or whatever. But uh, <laughs> unless you're top of the Ponzi scheme, you know, you're more That's likely. You're with to, almost every organization. Yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have issues. You know, sure. um, and you're not going to really get out, uh, that out of it what you think you may, because, you know, you're not king of the mountain. The, uh, uh, the, uh, uh rap song Gangsta's Paradise comes to mind. <laughs> well, I was in a gang. You were in a gang. Weren't you yeah. in a gang? Called, called the Airborne. Yeah, I was in a U.S. I was in a U.S. Army platoon. Like, I was having a, a discussion with another a friend of mine who's a veteran, and I was like, someone I read something online. Someone's you know, yeah, the military it's operates like a gang. I'm like, you think that? And he's like, hell yeah, man. So like a platoon is a fucking gang. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. It, they got like a whole bunch of rules on like other gangs that are like you know in paper and you know all that shit. But uh, it's your your spec for mafia. Yeah, I was I was definitely in the spec for mafia, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yeah, spec four is kind of like I think it's the most underrated place in the military because you got a little bit of rank. You know, so you're always going to be ahead of the complete plebes, right? But you don't have well, any responsibility. Both senior enlisted rank. Yeah, but um, you have no responsibility, and that's what really yeah, attracted you're not, me. You're not an NCO. You are an enlisted soldier, but yeah, you've you've been promoted to get to spec four, and uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I was uh, I always turned down the. Uh, opportunity to become an NCO. It was asked several times. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I was doing this all the time, yeah, probably. But it was like, you know, full time, but you know, weekend warrior. Jesus, no. That means I have to do prep before I got there. <laughs> <laughs> and then like knowing all the dudes I was with <laughs> Fuck that, man. I gotta be responsible for these fucking lunatics and maniacs. I gotta believe you being fucking a, crazy. Being an NCO is a, a ton of responsibility. Yeah, they, you're, they are the ones that make the service go. Yeah. So I just figured, just leave that to them. You know. What else going on in Dayton? Oh, this week. Got the cold weather. Um, hey, got, what, what did I tell you about some political that? intrigue? Um, not really a political intrigue. That's like a really see the all oh, uh, the Wright Patterson Air Force Base commander. He just got canned, and everyone's suspicious about it. The Air Force is keeping it quiet. So I, I'm guessing like what's he's, the, the he's, phrase the military likes to use a loss of confidence and leadership abilities. Yeah. Some nonsense like that. Covers anything you want to fire anyone you got for. Caught screwing one of your subordinates or yeah. how is that possible? How is what possible? Yeah, how is it possible to lose confidence and leadership ability? I oh. thought that just the natural selection of leadership renders that absolutely impossible. We always pick the best. No, we have we actually, we, we don't have any like kind of idea of like how a meritocracy should actually uh, operate. Um, this is the capital of failing up, man. And what a concept. <laughs> it is. It's like, I, I, who, who hasn't seen people fail up? You've been around long enough. You're like, I've seen tons of people fail up. And then, you know, that's where you get the uh, fake it till you make it. You start by faking it till you make it, which allows you to fail up. <laughs> yeah. Or what's the other one? Uh, the Peter principle, you get promoted up to the point where you're incompetent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Peter principle. Yeah, but you know, who's to blame for that? Is it the person who's failing up, or is it the the 
the greater culture that has been brainwashed into thinking that people with, uh, you know, like good rhetorical technique um, are naturally smarter and more able. <laughs> Make a they're demagogue. Nat- they're naturally smarter and more able than everyone else. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, if, you really, if you want to put everyone into like a... Uh, a trance and make them believe that do make all practice all your speeches with a metronome <laughs> in my, my hypothesis serious is, man the people who get promoted are the people who are controllable by the promoters oh yes that's what they want rebels don't climb don't climb ladders yeah you know yeah incredible <laughs> yeah we have like uh we see it all the time if you master and i've i've actually been paid money to tell people this uh people who weren't uh, very good at, at talking uh, or maybe experienced enough um i've told them practice your speech if you're going to give like a public presentation you know, fill what? your mouth full of marbles first. <laughs> and your ass full of cheese. <laughs> no, what, but uh, I was like, I, I famous, would tell people, uh, like, practice with a pra- practice your speech with the metronome. Because one of the most basic things in rhetorical technique is rhythm. You know, we start playing drums. What happens to people when you start playing drums? There's like a spirit that overcomes them. You know, the rhythm feels them, right? Watch someone who speaks with like rhythm and they they can put people into oh, a cadence. Trance. Cadence in speeches. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. cadence yeah. is rhythm, you know. Um, what was that cult in Japan? They uh, they let nerve gas loose in the, on the Japanese trains. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know whatever happened to them. Their, their leader. They must have had, had great rhetorical way. technique. A hypnotic way of speaking in a cadence that would put his followers into a trance. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, everyone I see who's really good at uh, gathering a following. Uh, AUM, Om, Shinri. Yeah, I think they like wiped them out, didn't they? Well, they had to, yeah, because they were trying to mass murder and as i recall they they went to arrest the leader and he was in a huge auditorium and he was hiding in a tiny box in the center of the ceiling of the auditorium <laughs> when they found him that sounds like some sodom hussein stuff <laughs> yeah Isn't hiding like in, in a, a sewer or a hole like under a toilet or something supposedly I, I never knew whether or not to believe this the way they claimed it went down but they, they claimed they found him in a hole and shot him and you know, he came okay. out blazing but this so we, guy was hiding in a box suspended from the ceiling in the top like charles manson was hiding under the sink like how they, long did was he hanging in the box <laughs> I'm I'm looking for the story right now, uh, the uh, name of the guy, so that I can search on the guy. Ch- Chizuo Matsumoto is the uh, the creep who orchestrated the sarin gas attacks. I think 
He tried a bunch of different ways to do mass murder in Japan. Uh, apparently now he's, uh, well, they say he's changed his name to Shoko Asahara. And where is the uh, account of his arrest? Yeah, additional incidents before 1995. He was trying a bunch of different ways to commit mass murder. Uh, trial and execution. Okay, in Japan, you know, they don't fuck around. They executed this guy. Uh, let's see. It says surrendered himself to the police, but tried to escape from the sect compound. Found hiding within a wall of a cult building. <laughs> That's a different from the uh, hiding in a wall is not the same as uh, uh, hiding in a box. But I, I swear I read the story somewhere that he was. Uh, yeah. It's it's up there with some pretty wow. uh, pretty hardcore hiding. <laughs> yeah, like I was starting to say, Charlie Manson was under a sink in a bathroom in a tiny cupboard. And of course, Charlie Manson was like what, four foot eight or something. Was he that small? Uh, I don't think he was over five feet tall. Really? Uh, and, and real, of course, scrawny. So. He's from this area. Charlie Manson, Dayton boy. <laughs> uh, actually, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Right. Yeah, he was born in Cleves. Well, Cincinnati, Dayton, a lot of people say they should be like uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, Dallas, Fort Worth. You know, it's there's really only like five miles of farmland in between the two megalopolises. Um, this says that the Japanese cult leader investigators tapped on a wall and found a hollow spot. Police cut in with an electric saw and discovered him in a deep pink pajama suit lying in a 10 foot by 3 foot compartment with a cassette player, some medicine and $106,000 in cash. <laughs> <laughs> he had been sealed into his hiding place a day or so earlier. <laughs> wow. So we got but a new yeah, he had some kind of cadenced way of speaking that would put his followers into a trance state. So um your your observation that the Look at, watch know, every people, mega church preacher, man. They're all that way. They they're keeps, it's you know, it may not be like a chant, but it's rhythmic for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And unless you know that, the oh look, he's using a rhythmically based rhetorical technique. Uh, to deliver this message, you're going to get sucked up in it. Um, <laughs> watch out for those rhythm speakers. But uh, yeah. hey, check this out. We got a new Ohio law uh, requires parental consent for minor social media use. Uh, what do you think about that? I think all social media should be banned. It's freaking evil. But this seems like a, a step forward anyway. Yeah, I think... Uh, how you ban social media, at least in our system, I don't know how you do that. But for well, there's absolutely no way it would be outlawed. You you, yeah. you can't at this point. It wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah. 
But yeah, because you can go offshore this. and it, it you know, came start a into website existence in Brazil with, or whatever. It came into existence with no regulation because you know the legislators were completely caught off guard for what it was going to become. Everyone it, was but, really. It's you know, evil. If you look, if you look, if you go back to like the super early internet, like there was a lot of. You know, you, there's a lot of garbage online, like those Usenet groups, and but there wasn't the monetization of like social status and combined with dopamine. It's basically like, oh, look, I can go download all these files on scientific discoveries, or they hadn't figured out, like you said, how to monetize it and uh, the dopamine hook. Um, they've made it literally addictive yeah so yeah it used to be it's just like oh look at i have access to all this cool stuff and there wasn't like oh when i downloaded a, a paper on i don't know nuclear physics or whatever i didn't get like hey good job dave oh, we're proud <laughs> you know it was just because i was interested in it or wherever i was like you know whatever it was you know uh, and now there's yeah there's this whole social aspect tied into it and it's like oh i don't know really if i want to access anything anymore <laughs> you know i want to go completely offline uh live in a cave but like if that's not re really practical either <laughs> so but that's kind of one of the joys of this podcast is that and why we never use our real names is because it's like it ain't worth it because anytime you personalize like uh communications creativity or whatever people are going to use the personalization to attack the uh issuer of said whatever yeah who wants to get doxxed yeah or just like a bunch of dick rods like you know <laughs> fucking bothering you it's like you know, we used to have, I know this makes me sound old fashioned, but like, remember, it would be kind of cool if we went like, we just had letters to the editor again. That, that's all you get. A letter to the editor. And then, and then the, the editor can decide whether your, you know, your message is worth it or not. But yeah, everyone having their instant letter to the editor platform kind of devalued the letter to the editor which is basically what all you know everyone's like social media you know commentary or whatever uh is social media uh, I, I don't know if anybody remembers the ghoul of course well, at least up here in detroit I don't yeah. know if they knew about the ghoul in Dayton. He was kind no, of no. We had a uh, similar. Had, he was an Ohio phenomenon. Ohio had, but northern Ohio. Ohio. So we had Doctor Creep. Yeah. Now the, the ghoul did a shtick called ghoulatorial feedback mm -hmm. because so many viewers watching the ghoul became infuriated just about the fact that he was on the air. And so they would send these letters of outrage to the state. them and made sure to... Yeah. Uh... What he did was he would type them out exactly as they were written. And he would then, you know, he would scroll it on screen. 
and and have an announcer type voice reading it. And these things were so inarticulate and stupid. Oh. They made the, they made the the authors of these letters sound like major league cretins. So, and <laughs> I got a story was, for this one. Keep uh, going. It was really funny, and it didn't take long before people stopped writing in letters. So one of the funniest things I ever did on social media, uh, I did it for someone else. They asked me, um, I produced a video of all the people commenting <clears throat> really nasty things. And so I, I animated their profile pictures of, of themselves. like. So it looked like you know, they were speaking and actually uh, had them say their actual word, like the words they were saying in their comments that they were posting. Yeah. And everyone about melted down and got so angry. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just repeating word for word. Yeah. What? Yeah your words and using all yeah we anim we did a little animation uh you know how you can animate photos now um and they left out <laughs> and it was wonderful um wonderful trolling um but yeah that's that was kind of similar to the ghoul yeah dr creep uh i don't think dr creep was like as controversial as the ghoul um but yeah he was like uh yeah, like the midnight horror show movie, yeah, like a thon like on city had their own local, yeah, version of this. Yeah, I don't think we do now. Maybe that's something we need to bring back. You know, yeah. The Maybe. last one was probably Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. After that, they seem to die out. And you know what's so funny though is one of the most one of the most popular things on social media is old television. Yes, <laughs> you know. So I think it would be kind of cool to bring back some of these. Uh, you know, let's Meet have my a television from the fifties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, night. I mean, there's a huge. Uh, you know, there's always brand new retro fans because you know your people are graduating to a certain age, and then everything from their youth becomes retro and vintage and whatever. But yeah, I'd like to see some local horror shows. Like, but the media escapes so fractured now. I don't even know if anyone watches TV anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, TV's still so on, but the yeah. numbers are down quite a bit. And then there's like three million channels on the internet, or probably more than that. There's plenty of people that watch more YouTube than cable or streaming or now they're getting into like where youtube is licensing with different uh different or like I'll, like they, they're, they're showing all the nfl games on youtube right. right so yeah it's just a de different delivery medium like the biggest difference though is that it's fractured into a million pieces kind of the cultural commonality that we had from having shared like a shared base of reality yeah that's breaking down there's no question about it yeah when we had you know three television stations and you know one newspaper two if you were lucky um 
but then you know the downside was to that was that it was all top top heavy top heavy controlled but now it's still top heavy controlled because who controls the algorithms not the end user <laughs> the algorithm mm-hmm. wait so it's all controlled by ai no human <laughs> needed algorithms in the sky algorithms in the sky <laughs> they are in the sky aren't they they're like in wi-fi bluetooth and all that stuff we got nothing in the sky in detroit today than uh just a monotone gray it's yeah it's, it's been overcast That's pretty much here yeah, yeah i think i gotta drag out the uh, full spectrum light bulb here because I think everybody in this house might be starting to get some of that seasonal affective disorder. I don't want to. I don't want to end up getting hatchet murdered, <laughs> or being a hatchet murderer. <laughs> Either one would not not be good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. prefer like like committing an ambush from afar. <laughs> you know. I like Hunter Thompson's characterization of electricity. It's like a lazy, drunken hillbilly who will wait for his rival rival under a bridge while he drinks and uh, <laughs> gets madder and madder, ruminating over his enmity. Never trust a drunken hillbilly with a heart full of hate. I think was another one. I was supposed. But we are we're less than a minute. With a heart for me. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, guys, it is time to go because uh, okay. the, the sign says week. less Great than a minute. To be back. You too. Happy All 2024. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Glad everyone's well. Stay well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Stay yourself and others well. So, yep. You take it easy. Great to talk okay. to you guys. Take Bye-bye. care. Take care. Bye.